Mic check one two one two. It's the homie Coleman coming out of the zoo. The Iowa Zoo, motherfuckers. What's up? How you guys doing? We are doing this for the second fucking time, and I swear to God, if um if it deletes again, we're just not gonna have an intro. Um, but this is the McAllister Hours podcast. I'm your host, as always, Coleman McAllister. Um, I'm starting it just like I usually start it because. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. No. Today we have uh, King Supreme on the show. Uh, it was kind of interesting because we had um, his roommate is actually Obs, um, a good friend of mine and someone who Obs, Aubrey, I was just saying that, um, you know, I should probably start calling. Yeah, I don't know. Like, like, should you call people by their first name or their rap name? I don't know. But um, Aubrey and his uh his his roommate is the, our guest we had today. I did not know that upon scheduling this, so it was interesting, kind of to have Obs in the position of being someone that's watching the, the show versus uh, you know just being there on the show. So it was interesting, and uh, I didn't know they were roommates, and I thought uh, King Supreme, uh, Preston. I swear to fucking god, that's his name. I'm horrible with names. I don't know why the fuck I'm a podcast if I don't get names right, but. <clears throat> That's okay. We try. Anyways, uh, without further ado, I guess here's the fucking episode. Hello, everybody. You're watching slash listening to the McAllister Hours. I'm your host, Colton McAllister. We're joined today by a local producer... Um, instrumental hip hop artist King Supreme in the studio. How you doing today, man? What's up? What's up? Uh, I'm cool. I'm doing good. I'm doing well. Doing, doing all right. Can't complain right now. You uh, you ran some traffic to or not traffic construction today. We were just bitching about that. <clears throat> yeah, between Davenport and <laughs> between Davenport and here, like it was cool for a minute, and then we just hit like I don't know. He just just chunk of just construction which is you know like i said normal every part yeah. of the warm part of the year <laughs> they just it's just always there never stops do you think they need to start building the road out something else like a like a i don't know is there something more durable like a steel do we need steel roads now steel roads I mean, <laughs> uh well i mean because if you think about it i don't know if steel roads will work depending because it's the midwest you know what i'm saying uh with the weather and whatnot but they do need to work on that's a different type of like road material that just where they ain't constantly gotta tear it up all the time. Cause I think we rode on a road here and it was literally like they had just torn up the top of it. Oh, so it was all like just that t- scraped. Mm. <laughs> we were trying to listen to music on the way here and it just wasn't going. Like, we, yeah, it wasn't going at all. God. That would be a shit job to do the construction out there. Uh, I mean, they get paid well, but I mean, there's a there's a fucking reason for that. You know, I, you know what? Probably here because it's like farm. You know what I mean? But I feel like if you did construction somewhere where like the scenery is just like it's breathtaking and mm. you didn't have to like worry about, you know what I mean? That's true. You're not just looking at dirt and corn road. Yeah, you know, corn the whole crazy time. amount of traffic. Like I'm not gonna lie, I would love to do construction on a new road like somewhere like in a valley in california where it's just hella scenic you know what i mean and it's not crazy like it's probably not going to be like as busy but i feel like that'd be dope 
yeah the there's definitely something to that work that i don't think everyone could do and i'm definitely uh, yeah i don't know I'll, pa- I'll still pass on it though <laughs> <laughs> i'll still pass on it regardless <laughs> yeah like, call me a bitch or whatever but uh, yeah. i'm not cut off that work. Yeah. um so what are some of your beginnings where did you come up with the name <clears throat> king supreme how'd that all start um well there's a few um things that came about and how I came to that name. And um, one of them was the original name that I had was um, Black Magic King Moses. And that was how I started out when I started just making beats um, back in like 2012. I made the transition from kind of just playing guitar in bands and stuff like that, trying to write that music. And I was like, I really just want to make beats. Um, I think, you know, I have so many ideas. So I did that. <clears throat> then I, and the second instance was... <clears throat> I was having a talk with uh, my homie Gibbs, and uh, we were all like playing basketball. It was me, Gibbs, um, Antoine, and Xavier, who goes by Max Fresco. <clears throat> and uh, we used to play basketball out, and uh, every, every now and again, like, <clears throat> it'd be like a late night drive, and we'd be talking like music and stuff like that. And then one day, me and Gibbs just had like a heart to heart. He was just like, man, he's like, you know, you're a very humble guy. He's like, but he's like, if you want to be, you know, you want to be the man, like you're going to be the one, you want to be the one who makes the, the better beats out here. He's like, you got to start acting like it. And this is before I moved away. <clears throat> and I kind of sat on that for a minute because I told him, I was like, you know, I, I explained, I was like, I don't want to be, you know, a cocky person. It's not my, it's not my demeanor, but. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> so like that was that. And then. Um, there was a record deal that I had back in 2015 mm. um, with a French label um, in New Orleans, France, and uh, <clears throat> everything was looking pretty good for a while, and then I started like getting connected with the uh, French-American label, and I guess there were some things that they were going through, and then they started like you know kind of like doubting me a little bit, I guess, because of just bad communication and things like that, misunderstandings. And so um, <clears throat> I remember I was getting ready to go over there for three months and I had just quit my job and everything. And then they told me they couldn't come through on some stuff and like they still wanted to work things out, but I needed to like make a way over there and like figure some stuff out. And everything was legit, like the papers were on the table and stuff like that. But ultimately I like, <clears throat> I shut it down <clears throat> and <clears throat> it just lit a fire under my butt pretty much. And um, so I had been, sitting on the name um king supreme for a while um i actually like save names that i have like i hoard them for a while (laughs) like i'll hoard good names for a minute like i had a bunch (laughs) of names like um it was either going to be king supreme or um um full counter um but i decided to like a full counter was just going to be like a just an alias i went by um but full counter i ended up saving i'm going to save that for a later date for a so no one try and steal that because I'm an L. See that? Don't even try it. Um, he I'm didn't use, hear that here. <laughs> no. Uh, uh, I'm gonna use that as a band name. And King Supreme came into picture, and then <clears throat> it kind of just like it was like a start over, pretty much. Like I okay. started, I started over as King Supreme, and just after that little like defeat, like pretty much like I guess it wasn't a defeat; it was just a lesson learned. Um, I chose King Supreme, and like 
I, I, a lot of people, it's funny because like a lot of people are like, man, I didn't know like that was you. I thought it was still like Black, Black Magic King Moses. Like, I didn't know you were still making beats. And I was like, oh no, I just, I don't think a lot of people paid attention. They thought I was just doing it to like change my social media name. <laughs> and it wasn't, it was a, it was a serious name change. <clears throat> yeah. Um, to like my, um, artist stage name and things like that and my alias and what I wanted to go by. So that's how it came about. And I felt more confident with that name. Um, and a lot more people, you know, who, especially people in my circle were like, no, that, that fits like that fits you and like your sound, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I really like that. So, and it's dope, you know, just to kind of, you know, hear that, like when you think about it, cause I was going for like a, you know how you hear, you see like a, like a Krispy Kreme, like, or like a, like a, uh, those logos that are just like so like almost like old school like authentic mm. like uh i was just like the bold colors and like yeah the, the bold colors strokes and all yeah, that. like yeah. um like astro boy like that's what i yeah, was going yeah. for like yeah, that like saying. logo look like that feeling of like so king supreme like that's what i was going for like the ultimate like <laughs> so like as far as like when you listen to my sound it's like okay like what is this like i can't put a name to it and then you have to look and it's like oh it's king supreme like Oh, yeah, it works. <laughs> hey, you know, it really matches together. I really like your whole vibe. You were saying earlier, uh, if, if I'm not mistaken, you play guitar? Yeah, I play guitar. So how I'm, I'm curious because I started on guitar myself. How, how long did you play and, like, when did you start doing that? Um, Fifth grade is when I started looking at a guitar. Sixth grade is when, mm. like, I finally got the courage to ask my cousin if i could have her acoustic that she had had sitting in her house since i was like seven um so at that time i was like 10 or 11 um so right going into junior high school i started like messing around on the guitar mm. i didn't know what i was doing though i didn't know anything about tuning or any of that stuff and we didn't have like internet at the time so i couldn't get on the internet and like tabs blah 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 whatever but as i got to junior high and like made friends <clears throat> um I had friends who like end up starting bands and stuff like that and like end up like giving me or gifting me like guitars or like, you know, selling me their old guitars um, pretty cheap. And I was able to like, you know, at one point, you know, get a hold of some internet eventually, like as 15, 14, 15, I started like downloading tabs. Mm, yeah. I remember and, uh, the tabs. My, yeah, yeah. My friends started like showing me tabs, like here's how you do tabs or whatever. And then once I like got good enough to play like, you know, cover songs, or, like bands that I was into, um, I started doing like little cover bands or trying to anyway, and just playing whatever I could notes. And then I finally started learning um, certain chords and notes. I'm not gonna lie though, <clears throat> I feel more confident. Like, like I can't read music, but I feel a lot better when I taught myself like scales. So mm, in playing, yeah. so I don't I don't know how to read music, but I can play scales like different scales on the guitar, and it's helped me like transverse into playing like keys and things like that. Um, and kind of like now my ear is trained to Mm, play with certain notes and things like that and know what works it doesn't just by you know things like that scales and stuff like that yeah no i mean that's the beauty of music is that um you know it's something that you don't necessarily need to go down a certain avenue to learn it um if you really have a certain you know intuition or just an understanding of it you can really do it your own way yeah um then after after kind of getting that, I think it was around my 
sophomore year, junior year of high school, <clears throat> I started like going to shows around Galesburg, like little hardcore shows, little scene shows. Oh, <laughs> I, I became a little scene kid. Uh, I don't know if you've seen that picture on my Instagram that I posted. I'm not sure. It might be on there. It's still on there for sure, but there's a picture of me with like long, like scene hair. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, <clears throat> um, I started like hanging around with the kids who were like living in the QC and like had bands okay. and stuff like that. And then I started hanging out with my friend John, uh, Driffle actually. Um, he started taking me to shows out in like Alito and then, you know, up into, you know, Bettendorf from Moline and stuff like that. I never got a chance to check out like Karas or anything like that before it all like when I kind of came to the Quad Cities back in 2008. So that stuff was like gone, I guess. Okay. Um, but that's how I started like, you know, getting into that more. And once I got into, you know, playing in bands here in the QC, like actually legitimately playing in bands and kind of like having fun and doing it. And kind of like, you know, doing shows and stuff like that. I started taking guitar more seriously. So I started like playing it like every day, all day, all the time. And I just couldn't put it down. <clears throat> and after that, it just kind of like, it was one of the things that I grew up like always being like, I want to play the guitar. Like I really want to play it. But like I never thought I would actually do it. Um, so it's one of the things that like now I still, you know, I always look at every day. And like I don't play it every day, but mm. I still pick it up and, you know, rock out and, you know, make some riffs here and there. I I've used it in some beats, um, but I want to use it more in my music. It just haven't I haven't gotten there. Yet. <laughs> I was I was gonna ask like um, I did that on one track myself, and it's a really interesting uh, correlation to like like oh I I don't know it was uh, was like how much you know comparatively that's like rock and rap like how much would you say was more of an influence early like would you say you had more of a rock influence earlier was it even oh no um. I grew up, so my influence, I grew up on a wide range of music. I mean, my mom listened to Michael Jackson, and then she'd, like, listen to Ice Cube. She'd listen to Prince, and then she'd listen to Erica Badu. Um, she'd listen to, like, Jamaican dub, and then turn around and listen to Dixie Chicks. You know what I mean? Mm. So, like, I grew up on a very wide range of music, just my mom, and then you have my grandparents who were, you know, they went to church, so gospel, and then, you know, I had a grandma who'd listen to, like, really, like, I, I call it dirty blues, so, like, mm. backwater blues. Oh, that yeah, southern, yeah, yeah. really southern blues, like, dirty stuff, like, dirty blues, like, where they're telling stories about things that like, I probably shouldn't have been listening to, <laughs> um, <clears throat> stuff like that, jazz, my mom was really, really heavy into jazz and stuff like that, and, and you know, R&B, and, like, she listened to, like, she's, she kept a lot of, like, stuff that she grew up listening to so like some 80s early 90s stuff like mint condition and things like that you know what i mean just like crazy stuff like so i grew up on like i had a lot of influence growing up and that was before i got into to, to rock and then when i started making friends because i didn't i was just i was a little different uh i just i was already into skateboarding and stuff like that um i had friends who showed me bands like uh blink 182 mm. limb biscuit and corn uh -huh. and stuff like that um, and like, once I got into that stuff, like my, the doors of my brain were just like, <laughs> <laughs> and like, it was just like, I was like, wait, so like, and then Incubus came along, like bands like Incubus. I was like, wait, what? And like Lincoln Park and stuff like that. I was like, wait, okay. So there's not just like this, like whole, like, you know, like hip hop, R&B, neo soul, like blues over here. There's like, everyone's trying to mix stuff over here too. And I'm just like, okay. So, like, I was influenced by all that. So, there would be days where I'd be listening to, like, heavy metal. <clears throat> like, it got on to the point where, like, now, I mean, 
I listen to a lot of like animals as leaders, like, and then I'll put on, you know, I'll go and listen to like a cook and soul channel and listen mm. to like, you know, those type of like beats or whatever oh, yeah. and stuff like that. Or go and listen to like new releases from hit boy or anything that like, you know, producers that I'm looking up to or idolizing as far as sound goes. And then, you know, I turn around and go back and then I'll listen to, you know, a band like jungle, um, mm. or, motion city soundtrack like <laughs> it just whatever whatever my mind's in the mood for so that's usually what influenced me um getting into what i'm up to now is like kind of like hearing all these sounds and then being like wow like okay so i can do whatever i want and it's hmm. as long as it's me like you know and what you know it doesn't matter so a lot influenced me <laughs> a lot of music influenced me well, no, you know, you can hear that in your music, like uh, your last album, Jump Drive. Yeah, uh, like I found that to be like very cinematic in a way. Like I can definitely tell that, like it, it, you know, because I imagine they use a lot of sampling in your music. That's at least what it sounds yeah, like. Yeah, um, sampling, sample based. Yeah. yeah. So I can imagine, like you know, having all those musical influences in your life. Like I'm sure that played a huge role into like you being able to pick out sounds or, mm-hmm. you know, what what kind of uh, what kind of DAW do you use and like what's your what's your oh. process for like putting together beats? I use cubase um advanced mm. music software um i don't know a lot of people who use that unless you go on youtube yeah i've never heard of that <laughs> yeah uh, unless you go on youtube i do know i have a couple of homies who do like uh, homies who know me i have they know what i use and they've messed around with it themselves you know they still, they still prefer their you know go to yeah. and i like other um dials but it's just like i really love cubase because it was like out of all the ones that i got into i used the one that was like the professionals were using back when you know it was it was like standard i guess and everything was just sounding so real at the time i i, I couldn't find like the vst presets were like oh this sounds like real this sounds like real drums this sounds like real i'm like okay this is cool like i, I can mess with this um so that's what i use and then like you said um you like the cinematic um that's my general uh structure to build off of Mm. is like the sound has to capture my feeling like as if like i was listening to a soundtrack in a movie like where i kind of stopped paying attention to the film well Mm. like the people talking and just enjoy the cinematic aspect of it like, just, like, it was su- such a beautiful scene. Like, it just, like, oh, I kind of forgot what they were saying. Like, it was, the scene was so good. Like, I don't want to rewind that. You know what I mean? Hmm. Like, that's... I didn't hear music like that unless I was listening to things like Nas or Notorious B.I.G. Like, those two albums were very crucial to my sound because... Or that and... um people under the stairs um a lot of their a lot of their projects um i don't know a lot of people who listen to them either um this i know a small group of friends of mine who do but people under the stairs it's just the cinematic sounds of how they captured like certain things into the grooves and beats and that's how i wanted my beats to sound because i was like okay i don't think people are really like i want people to just listen and and enjoy the sound before they think about rapping to it first um and so that's what I'm that's what I'm thinking of when I'm going to, you know, make a make a beat or a project. It's like how what sound is cinematic? What sound gives me that feeling? And if it gives me the feeling, then that's the first thing that I grab and I start working with until it gets to a point where I'm like, okay, where well, I thought this was going to be good. Let me I, let me take a break, take take a step back or whatever or try something else and then until I achieve that 
feeling. So sometimes my projects don't always start out the way I want them to either. <laughs> like they, they definitely go off into a different, you know, thing. But as long as I can bring it back, you know what I mean, to that cinematic structure, the, the root of what I'm, what I'm going in, then that's that. Um, and then hip-hop in general. Like I still yeah. want beats to sound hip-hop. Like I don't. Um, there is stuff that I do want to do as like side projects as far as like mixing the hip hop, my sound with like, you know, band stuff, you know, more like guitar oriented stuff. But, um, so cinematic and like being hip hop and then just, um, like the third, like feeling if, if I'm not feeling it, it's not getting made. I'm not using it. I'm not keeping it and no one's not going to hear it. So the beat doesn't, if it's, I can make even he. My roommate, you guys can't see him, but he, <laughs> yeah, uh, we found him on the show before. Um, uh, you you guys know Obs. Uh, he'll he'll tell you. He's sat up in there and seen sometimes like make whole beats and like we vibe on him for like a whole hour and a half, like just bobbing our head, and then I'm just like, I'm not feeling it. And he's like, Oh, you just deleted that? I'm like, Yeah. <laughs> like they're like they'd be like so like shocked that I put all that time and effort and work into it to get them to just bob their heads and he'd be like, It's not good enough. Like, but that. I probably don't have as many beats or beat tapes as many people that are out there doing a lot more because I'm choosing to make sure that I'm crafting my sound based off those three structured elements. And if those three structured elements don't fit into the equation of that sound, if it doesn't work out that way, then, you know, it doesn't, the beat doesn't get made. And so I just keep going until I find that. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's one of the things I want to compliment you on your, last project does i i really felt like you kept certain themes and certain sounds like universal throughout the whole project like you could oh, tell you could tell it was like all like seriously like you could tell it was like all like a piece like it's kind of like what we were talking about before the like you know the show like there are people who put out singles there are people who throw together a playlist and there are people who you know make albums <laughs> um, i felt like what you do is like making an album so. that's and that's generally because i'm trying to as I'm not trying to just be a music producer or a DJ. Like I'm trying to be a super producer at, at that point. So I want to make sure that I have projects people can listen to all the way straight through. Like I want him to produce a whole album for me. Or I have projects where, you know, I like that beat or I like that beat or, you know, I like this and this and, you know, they pick from that. But with Jump Drive, actually, um, it's funny because I started doing these prequel series, like these, uh, um, not prequel, um, trilogy series is what i call them um and it started with coffee shop mm. so there's coffee shop volume one volume two and volume three and they're all seven beat projects um and i started making those back when i was working over at theo's in rock island and then um there was a uh, spaceship music i was like man maybe i should do this thing where it's like kind of like beats that are like for what would i what would it sound like if you had beats for like spaceships or like your cars technically and that was the idea that i brought upon my friends when i was like i'm gonna do a trilogy but i'm gonna start it off with like a beat tape called spaceship music and then that beat tape's gonna have a beat in it called you know titled something that i'm gonna name the next beat tape off of so there's a beat in spaceship music that's titled jump drive or insert jump drive i think mm. i believe um and then i took that concept of that sound and then made another beat tape called jump drive. And so they're all like, they're all concept project beat tapes technically that are trilogies. Um, the final, the final one that I'm going to release of this, um, of the third installment is going to be called the prestige. 
mm. which is based off of not entirely off of a movie but themed kind of off the movie the prestige um because you know in the movie you hear you like you know you have to you take something away you have to bring it back you know your third you know the third part of it the prestige of your trick you know what i mean like that's the that's what captures everyone so um, that project I had actually been working on for two years before I came up with the concept of adding it to the, the trilogy. So a concept part of like Jump Drive and all that stuff is came from, you know, I was like, no one's putting out concept beat tapes, but no, like they are, but they're not, they're like basing them off of like a certain sound like funk or, you know, mm. vaporwave or something like that. I wanted to give people just a cinematic beat tape that they could just play beat by beat all the way through and kind of get different things from it and not just like, oh, this is just like, you know, something to, I don't know, like, you know what I mean? Like, just something. <laughs> it's just, I wanted it to be something different. So with Jump Drive, like, I really wanted to make sure that I captured that. And I was just relaying this message to one of my friends, my homie. <clears throat> um, I was telling her, I was like, I don't think people are catching on to like the beats within each beach tape and then like how I'm coming in and titling a beat tape <laughs> from that last one and then making a concept of it um so i i think with uh, the prestige i think some people will go, well i guess they're gonna catch on now hearing this um so with that uh jump drive is going into the prestige um i think some people are gonna finally catch on to like what i'm doing with that and, like that that makes me feel really good that you caught on to like the whole you listen to it and you're like wow like Wow, okay, yeah, like, I could tell there were like actual like samples and sounds that like you would use in the beginning. I was like, oh, you used he came back and used that back again. Yeah, that that you you know it's crazy. Like people just listen to my stuff, and but they're my tight circle. They listen and they're like, dude, you do this and do this, and then like it's it's it feels good to hear someone else outside of my normal <laughs> yeah. circle. Be like, yeah, dude, I, I totally paid attention to what you were doing there. Like, and that is so cool. Like, because I'm just like, man, I wonder like what people think about you know what I mean outside yeah, of yeah. you know outside of your normal. <clears throat> Did so. you ever listen to like Pink Floyd and stuff? Oh, dude, that was like a huge part of me growing yeah. up. So like, I I definitely felt that element oh, in music, man. like the like the wall, like the wall was like oh. probably the first thing I ever listened to by that. Uh, I was just okay, like, holy shit. Yeah, so I was. Uh, my roommate, uh, and I give him credit to a lot of stuff that I opened my mind up to. Um, Justin Means, actually. Uh, he opened me up to things like uh, The Shins and just stuff like that. Um, but him and John Hughes. John Hughes had mm. this Pink Floyd DVD. And, uh, you talk about like the John, the John Hughes, like the director? No. Or, um, John Hughes. Just, no. This oh, is, just like, Jesus <laughs> That was a different John. Sorry, sorry. No, my bad. A, this is a local John Hughes. Just a normal. I don't even know. I actually don't know where this John Hughes is anymore. I, I, I hope he's all right. I hope he's doing all right. Um, but they used to watch um this Pink Floyd DVD the live. Mm. Uh, oh, oh, dude, yeah, live yeah, eight or whatever, dude. Yeah, and like, uh, no, it was a Pink Floyd like right. show, a recorded concert, and they had a huge giant like pig and stuff. Like, I don't know. It was weird. It was oh. Weird. I don't know if you've seen it. I think it was Pink Floyd The Wall Live. Mm, um, yeah. They had a DVD of that. That was, that was uh, notorious for like their... Because they, like, they constructed the wall during the thing and then they yeah. knocked it over at the end. Yeah, so um, they would show me the, the Pink Floyd DVD and I was like, especially because I was transitioning into you know doing both at the time, making beats and doing the band stuff. Um, this was like in 2010. When I, when I was introduced to Pink Floyd. And I've heard about them beforehand. Um, 
but because I knew a lot of bands that I was listening to in junior high were influenced by them. So I always heard, you know, Pink Floyd, Pink Floyd, but I never like got them in my library. And they showed me Pink Floyd and I was just like blown away. I was like, Whew. I was like, it's a f- sin. It's a sin to create this type of music like that they did at their time period and then get away with it. <laughs> like it was, you know, because a lot of people think I just like, you know, they probably, probably think I just listen to hip hop or whatever. And I'm yeah. hopefully this interview, you know, clears our mind about that. I listen to everything except for polka, unless it's like playing in the station, <laughs> unless it's playing somewhere that I can't change it. But I listen to everything. Pink Floyd was one of those bands that changed. That they, they opened a bunch of doors. Like doors just opened in my mind. I'm like, wow, like this is so good. Like this is really good. Um, it was almost like one of those things where it's like I wasn't a huge fan of Prince, even though my mom was. But then when I listened to the Purple Rain soundtrack, I was like, what? Like, how could he make <laughs> such good music? And then, how could I be so dumb? Like, Prince is one of the greatest musicians of all time. Yeah. So, yeah, no, Pink Floyd was, um, they're, they're definitely an inf- influence on my, on my sound, too, actually. Um, definitely guitar playing. Hell yeah. yeah Gilmore was the shit. He, um, he, like, revolutionized the game for yeah. a lot of, um, a lot of shit. Yeah. I definitely like the way they just, they just got trippy with some things in a, in a different way. Like I just liked it better than I liked the other trippy stuff that people were trying to show me. So yeah, they were so ahead of their time. Yeah. Like they're, you know, just how they constructed the album and like their narratives and like, I mean, they weren't the first people to do concept albums, but they were probably, I mean, they're the reason psychedelic rock is a thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I definitely think them, um, Jimi Hendrix, um, are two, like, as far as, like, psychedelic, like, when I listen to psychedelic rock or think about psychedelic, I put them too. um, but I'm not gonna lie, personally, so I, that might make a lot of people mad, so how could you only say those two, like, I'm not a huge, I haven't listened to a lot of huge psychedelic rock, so, hmm. okay, those are the only two major psychedelic <laughs> people that I listen to, as far as that goes, so bear with me on that, I'm still, that's a, still a <clears throat> genre that I'm getting into. I feel like a lot of it is, like, you have to be on acid to, like, enjoy it, because it's just, like, <laughs> it's just, like, a fucking, it's, like, just so slow, and, like, um, like, you just can't stand it. I don't know, it reminds me of the... Because there was a band that someone introduced me to called Sleep. Mm, um, they're like uh, stoner metal. So like <laughs> it's like it's it's like psychedelic stoner metal. Um, it, it's really it was really good. I, I like it a lot. Um, to me, I feel like because my brain is already so wired differently. Um, like it, I didn't need to what everyone else I guess felt like they needed to be on it to experience before they experience it. I didn't need to be on or I don't need to be on for me. I feel like because I've always got music going on up there, Mm. like being on something just, I guess hearing that sound or being on um, acid to listen to Pink Floyd, like I never thought about it. Actually, I still have that's something that I actually never done. I still haven't done it. I haven't been on acid and like listened to Pink Floyd. Or, oh God! Or the, the first time Pink I Floyd. ever the first time I ever took acid, I listened to Pink Floyd. Oh, the dark side. Um, that album is like 
based on an acid trip. Like oh. they wrote that whole thing around dude, that. That's concept. a really good album. That's a, so, dude. Okay, so maybe I'm. I mean, maybe I might. I don't know if I could handle the Wall movie on acid though, because there's some fucking crazy shit. Flowers fucking each other, and <laughs> yeah, you know. But I don't know if I at, the, at the same time, like <laughs> it is crazy. Uh, at the same time, both those albums are are very like I. They're very good. Like I love I love both those albums. Um, I was really like. I got really high when I listened to a lot of those projects. I was already like really high, so I wasn't thinking about doing shrooms or anything. They're just like, oh, I'm like, what are you listening to? Like, oh, it's really good. Like, oh, Pink Floyd or whatever it would be, and like, you want to sit down and like smoke a bowl or whatever? Like, you know what I mean? Like, listen to this with me, and like, they started over. And I'm like, yeah, sure. Like, and you know, having that chit chat or whatever about why that project was their favorite project or whatever it was, like, opened my mind up to why it was so good in the first place. Um, so for me, um, I never really had to do the psychedelic parts to enjoy something, but I do enjoy, you know, doing them here and there mm-hmm. and then like stumbling into something that I haven't listened to and being like, oh man, I'm gonna listen to like this, like put this on, like, because I never tried it before. And like, everyone said it's a really good thing. So that's probably something that's going to be like next on my bucket list now that you said it. Cause I feel like <laughs> everyone's like, man, how the fuck did he, uh, listen to pink floyd and not trip like <laughs> like how did he just smoke weed with some people and like he's not he's a poser like he doesn't listen to music <laughs> like he doesn't listen to music like what does he do like nah um no nah, and that's just for me personally though like i i like i said i feel like my brain's already trippy enough um, <laughs> i personally like to partake in the cannabis just because like it helps me like sort some things out and slow myself down to a pace where i'm like okay like let me knock some beats out let me get some practice in and some djing like because i have so many ideas going on like it's usually just beats like beats all the time just, do, like, do you feel like it focuses you yeah it definitely focuses me i'm focused without it um but it just puts me in a zone where like instead of i because i already i can't stop myself from overthinking but it puts me in a oh, zone where, like, yeah, it puts me in a zone where, like, I can think really fast and thoroughly and make the better decisions instead of being, like, make a decision because I'm thinking I'm being prepared for something. And then I, there was no reason for it at all. Um, So, like, that's it helps me make smooth decisions. Like, it's smoother for me to, like, make very snappy decisions and, like, you know, go throughout my day. Cause I'm really introverted. So being an introvert, like I, like I overthink about everything. My, my moves on a daily are based on introvertedness. <laughs> like it's based I on, can relate to that, it's based on avoiding yeah. people period. Like I don't, if it does not have any interest or alignment with what I'm doing at this very moment in my life, if I will avoid it, like period. Um, and that's just where I'm at. Like, um, so yeah, no, it definitely helps me focus and stay focused on what I need to be. Because sometimes I find myself just being like, not sometimes, and just end up in situations where I didn't want to be in. You know what I mean? Mm, like around yeah. a bunch of people I didn't want to be around or whatever it is. But just because like, I just, you know. So let me ask you this as a fellow introvert. Do you feel like marijuana helps you in the social situations? Or do you feel like you get a little more, a little yeah, paranoid? And... No, I'm going to say it definitely helps me in social situations. That's good. Like, I don't think about all of the paranoid stuff that introverts think about. Like, you <laughs> know what good, I mean? You, you know how it is. Like, um, there's just that social anxiety comes with it. And that's a thing, um, you know, unfortunately, it's not crippling social anxiety for me. Like, I still can put on face and like, you know. 
mm-hmm. go about the day like that I need to, but it helps me be more of who I am instead of being like such a like oh like I don't <laughs> like I'm sweating like <laughs> you know what I mean like like it just it's cool like it's for me like it helps me be chill like it helps me be like if someone's like hey you want to go do something and like I'm high I'm I'm usually gonna be more like you know what yeah like well, that's gonna be a cool thing like that's cool like I I need some of that social interaction as opposed to me being like an introvert being like you know people what no i'm I'm going home like i'm sorry and then later i'll be like you know what i could have used that exposure and that interaction with people and now i regret it overthinking you know what i mean like yeah so yeah no it definitely helps it's definitely like something you gotta practice Mm -hmm. like you like you have to i feel like there's such a narrative sometimes for people who are introverted to be like you know oh like that that's okay that's you like stay home and that's not bad by any means but no. I do think people should also be encouraged to like push yourself a little bit. Yeah, no. Hey, go out and do that thing that you are gonna have anxiety at, but do it because you're gonna do it. Yeah, do it because you're, you're gonna do it. Um, that's it's funny because like us introverts are always like, I wish people would stay home and be quiet. <laughs> like, you, you know what I mean? But like introverts are like, or, or extroverts are like, man, y'all should just go out and you need to talk and like you know blah blah blah. And we're just like, why don't you just shut on <laughs> my own business like i'm fine i'm comfortable but at the same time like when you're in a profession you know what i mean yeah. doing something that involves being a dj or a music producer um you can i can still be an introverted music producer but at the end of the day like i'm not gonna get anything done or anything out there if i just sit at home and make beats and post to the internet all day like eventually i have to go go out there and let people know hey i do do things and like i'm a friendly person i know i'll come off as an introvert um, especially with my personality trait, um, I register as INTJ, which is like a, a rare introvert personality trait. We're just looked at as the devil, but we're not. We're we're just very logical people. We use logic for everything <laughs> and common sense. It's it's not a bad thing. People should try it sometimes. It's all right. Um, but like it, you know, I feel like with that, like I said, it it's no one to balance like i have a manager you know what i mean who's definitely helped with that i have a roommate who's helped with that um people who have been in my circle i'm like okay we understand you're an introvert but you can get your ass out here and you're gonna like you know you're gonna put in work you're gonna we're giving you opportunities you're not gonna like sit on them like so i have people in my circle who definitely know that i'm introverted but definitely know when i need that exposure and i need to be out there working so i've mm-hmm. learned to balance that with because of them so i have to thank them for that so all everybody in my circle Thank y'all. <laughs> <laughs> that's good that you have a. That's good that you have a base. Like people who are like looking out for you and like in that kind of way. That's cool. Yeah, man. You know, I, it's it's crazy because like you, especially with me, I learned early on that you, you don't really. If you you're blessed if you have more than five friends. All you really mm. need is five good friends anyway. Yeah, and that's the key word is good friends. Good you friends. Yeah. Anyone can have a yeah. thousand Facebook friends. Yeah. And, and it doesn't that, that doesn't have to mean family or anything like that. It's just like I got people I call my brothers who aren't family. You know for sure. My my you know three of my five are you know people I call brothers who aren't you know relatively related to me at all through any anything. But they've just been there since day one. I mean you know what I mean. It's just like having. It's like one one of them is an introvert, just like me. Like we will talk, like text each other or talk, and we own a business together, <laughs> and we will talk like every three months. <laughs> but it's like we don't. It's we both are on that same level of like, 
I understand, like, we, yeah, you know what I mean? Mutual like, respect. Yeah, mutual respect. I mean, like, and then, like, me and Aubrey, like, we live together, like, as roommates. I mean, he's introverted, too. Like, we don't, he, we don't have the feel the need to always be communicating with each other all the time, like, talking all the time. Like, we got time where we just want to hang out and be by ourselves. Um, so, yeah, like, it's, you know. Yeah, yeah. I get that. You know, uh, going back to talking about acid, I don't know how much you want to talk about this, but <laughs> like, uh, I feel like acid really helped me with that aspect of my life. The my, like, I feel like, like you know, after my, you know, I haven't taken in like probably more than you're not really planning to anytime soon, but like, I feel like at the, around that point, I really started to develop a lot, like more social skills and like get a little more comfortable. I feel like those experiences really helped me in that um, regard. Yeah. No, my first trip uh, was at summer camp and I was, I mean, I was, I was in the middle of a crowd of 30,000 people that looked like an ocean. Like I was tripping like good. Like it was a good, it was a good, it was a good trip. Like pretty lights was, he was going in in his set. Like, and there was just, it was like, I was just this tiny little person and I was in the ocean. Everything around me was like peaking waves <laughs> and like it was it was dope. Um after that experience, like I said, that was that was a door door opening experience for me and I definitely became more of a social person after that for sure. It definitely helped me. Um definitely being a DJ, um um microdosing. Um I've experimented mm. experiment with microdosing. That's interesting. Um so there are certain things like certain sets where I'm like, okay, there's gonna be quite a bit of people here. I'm gonna I wanna feel the energy and be very conscious of like what I'm playing, um, as far as like how it gives off a vibe, um, and how it transfers to them. So I like to be in tune with the crowd. I'm not saying that it helps with that. There's no scientific proof or anything, but for me, every now and again if I feel like my crowd is gonna be on something that's you know a little different i like to be on their level and so every now and again you know what i mean i might try it and just a little bit microdose nothing crazy i still have to be aware of what i'm doing i can't for me like i'm i like i like to be at a level where i'm having a good time but i'm like if i need to keep my head on a swivel i still can't you know what i mean hmm. so um yeah it's definitely helped me become more social and talk to people and let more people invade my personal space um as far as that goes and stuff like that so when you say microdose you'd like do you, are you using droplets? Using, are you ripping tabs in half? How, like how much do you uh, take? Do the tabs. So like what? So what's a microdose then? Uh, so for the tab, instead of doing like a whole tab, yeah, like the whole. You like, so you just do half or fourth or? Um, for me, it's usually like a fourth or a half. Okay. Like, but like, it's only been a few times. Um, that was my watch. My bad. No, <laughs> I just want to make sure <laughs> that was my watch. I forgot to turn something. that. No, I forgot to turn that, that alarm <laughs> off. I'm fine, sorry. Man, um, <laughs> no, like I said, um, I'm very careful about how many times I do these things. So, like for me, knowing I add up, you know what I mean, how many times I've done it. Um, but usually just like a little sliver, you know, or like a, you mm-hmm. know a double sliver or whatever. Like usually that just enough to get that feeling. You know what I mean? Interesting. Um, even with with shrooms. Um, same thing, just enough to get the feeling of it, and mm. I never fooled a full dose because I just, I don't know. Those things to me are like they're like resets. So do you have like because I can't stand shrooms, so I, I guess I'm always just curious with people. Like, do you prefer one over the other? Or do you you have a good time with both? Pretty much. I prefer shrooms. Really? Because um, yeah. they're more natural, uh, and I am fearful of of the of after effects of. LSD. Oh, really? Like the, the scientific <laughs> after effects of like whatever it is. If it's not 
Plus, like, <laughs> I remember one time, like, are you talking about like, sorry, but like, you talking about like perma tripping and stuff, or yeah, like all the stuff that might come with it, just in case you like do too much or whatever. Like, oh, uh, like I don't yeah. know. Like, you always like that's one of those things where you just don't know. Like, because I know people who did a lot of it, and now like I don't know where they are, and like they weren't. <laughs> no, here's the thing: is like they weren't when I've like there were certain times when I would see them, yeah. and they weren't like okay they, like, sh- they should have acid intervention if you start doing strips at a time you have a problem like i, I I'm, you know what i mean and i'm not talking bad about them because like i just it's just like it, you know i'm just like okay i don't want to be like that so like for me i'm like okay personally i don't really you know i stay away from a lot of as far as man-made chemicals goes mm, like i don't even sense. like to take painkillers or things like that um i'm definitely more a natural person as far as like remedies go so I mean, microdosing LSD is cool. It's fun. Like, um, I have no problem with doing it, but I'm very careful with how many times I've done it. As opposed to, like, with shrooms, I'm like, oh, you know. Someone puts shrooms in front of me, I'm like, okay. Like, yeah, I guess <laughs> I that's that's streak like nimble at. Yeah. The taste doesn't get to me at all. I used to. I can't stand the taste. I, the taste doesn't get to me it's at all. Like, it does, I don't know. Like, because I've also eaten, like, fried mushrooms. <laughs> like, I like <laughs> mushrooms. Like, I don't know. Like, it just doesn't bother me, so. Hmm. I don't know. It's I. I that's yeah, a lot of people who are like, I, I don't like the taste. I can't eat. I'm like, you know, people are like, oh no, nah, bro, just put it on a peanut butter sandwich. You know, that's like? see, that's what I did when I took it for the first time. Oh, did it yeah. still didn't do you any justice? Well, I mean, I, okay, so the couple times I have taken it, I've just always had nightmarish experiences. Um, I've actually had this thing. This is you know probably a good reason, but like two of the people I've been with, like while on mushrooms, have had like murderous thoughts. Which is like I'm not like a like a murderous person at all. So like for me to have that is really terrifying in a sense. And also I just I honestly just have a horrible time. The last time I fucked with, it wasn't really mushrooms. It was a government grade four ACO MET. I think it was well, what it was called. Yeah, it was man made. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just heard me say that. It was, it was awful. I was like, I was in between like two dimensions and like just so uncomfortable the whole fucking time. And that was like, so like every time I have taken mushrooms or something like mushrooms, I've just said awful time. So every time I'm like, nope. Man, yeah, you know what? They always say that the vibes matter. Vibes matter. The people you're mm. around, like who who you're doing it with, um, energy wise. Like I'm the type of person who will do something by myself before I do it with a group of people. Like I don't care. Like. I don't care, like, how, like, if I feel like it's something I should do by myself first, I'll do it by myself, and then if I feel like the two or three people who I might want to do it with are, you know, cool enough on that level, but I've come to find out, like, honestly, most of the times, there is, like, just two or three people I can do things with, and it will be cool, they're cool with just being cool, and that's that, and you just got to be careful, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I haven't had that experience where if I had did have a bad experience, it was me personally, something that I did. Like the last time I did do shrooms, I did a full dose, and I drank some coffee. I didn't eat anything that morning. Like I, I didn't, I don't know what I was thinking. And I drank some coffee on top of that. And so oh, shit. like, so my, <laughs> yeah, so like my, when my body started to digest everything, like I went to the bathroom, the whole bathroom twisted. Like it was like a whole like, <clears throat> spiral like Shoot. everything went like whoosh. <laughs> and like i was sweating profusely like that day was just nuts like it wasn't like bad like i was tripping bad but it was like i hadn't experienced that level of a trip and so like i walked to the 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 local uh convenience store up the street to get something to drink to like start like 
<laughs> washing my mouth. I was like, okay. I was like, this is intense. I was like, I need to slow down. Uh, like, <laughs> it was just like, it was, I told, I told, I told my, I told my roommate exactly what it was. I was like, it was a ratchet circus. And like, I'd explain to him what I saw and how everything was. And like, it wasn't crazy by all any means. It's just like, er- everything was happening at once. Like, it was just a bunch of crazy kids riding their street across the bike. And then there was just like, people like, their cars are parked and they're doing like illegitimate things in the parking lot of the establishment. There's a, there's a prestigious tattoo shop across the street. Like, and then like, you might as well just put it like a burning in the background, like buildings burning in the background. It just looked like it was just, it was just an insane scene to me. And I knew it was because like everything was heightened. And I was just like tripping balls. Like, but I was like, I, I came back. I was like, dude, bro, like <laughs> I have to explain this to you. <laughs> This is the only person who's gonna understand right now because you know what I'm on. And like I sat down, I was like, bro, I just see like the most craziest stuff. Like I just put it all together for him, but he's like, no, he's like that totally like makes sense. Like <laughs> he went outside and walked up there, and like he was like, yeah, nah, it does look kind of ghetto up there. <laughs> like, but like that was like the last time I did it, and like that that was a that was an intense trip for me, and it was a, it was an eye opening trip, is what it was. Mm. Um, so I, like I said, it wasn't a bad one. It was just eye opening, um, as to what, because for me at the end of it, after I thought about all of it, the trip that I was having, it was from me being from the outside looking in Mm. because I used to like live in those conditions as a kid. So like, it was just crazy for me to see like all of that when I, I'm like, I never paid attention to it like that because I was always like in it. Like I just, I try to be out of it. You know what I mean? Not of it or whatever, but it just seeing that like is what triggered it. And I was just like, man, that's crazy. Like, and when I sat down and I was like, that's what it is. I was like, that's, I finally got to see what it's like to be in the outside and like see what other people are looking at, like, or what people who get out get to see, you know what I mean? So Hmm. yeah, that was the last time I did shrooms. So interesting <laughs> yeah <laughs> that that kind of reminds me of a time i took acid not to tangent really quick no but, go uh, ahead or to tangent really quick i lived in this small town south dakota it's really shitty small town and uh there was we took acid um like a couple days after this like huge flood in the town and so it was really weird at the time i said like there's the main road and then there was like the shitty low-class power town and then it was like the high like there was such a social economic divide in that town it was crazy and there was a park in the toward the shitty side of town that we were like me and my ex-wife's brother so my former brother-in-law we were both tripping trying to find the park and we were just like tripping balls like where's the park where's the park and he's like i don't think that is that the park and then like we looked over and it was just like this yard with like a swing set and there was just all this trash from the flood that just receded like and it was just it was just like the shittiest thing and then we just both burst out laughing like, Fuck, i don't think that's the park oh, i don't know man. i like i i i guess connecting to like what you were saying like you know like only someone on acid can like understand those moments like that you would it, the the experience of like it opening what you were like seeing for that time like yeah only someone who was like there could like on it could understand no i definitely feel you with that yeah like your perspective like you know comes in time a certain way and like it you know it has some comedic or yeah, some other like, kind of effect exactly yeah. yeah you're just like wait like it's funny as fuck but like i need to sit down and like process this because that was like <laughs> no because i was like dude like it is literally at that point though when it happened like for me like i was coming like I was already coming down off of it. Like, mm. So I was, it wasn't super strong. Oh, okay. Okay. It was just like one of those moments where I just like, it, my body was the inverse. I was yeah. Coming it, was like, <laughs> it was just like, my body was just like, dude, like you're still on it. Like, but 
just know what you're about to see, like, you're going to see from a perspective that you never really grasped it from, like, and that's what really changed, like, I was like, man, like, that's, I think that's the trip that I needed, and for, since then, personally, I haven't really wanted to Mm. even do, not even the micro nurse or, like, anything like that, like, I've just, like, been, like, cool. Like, not because I had a bad one, like, but like I said, it was just, like, an experience that I think I needed. And after that, I, my sound even, like... <laughs> Your music changed? That's my, tight. Well, because, like, I started working on Jump Drive around that time. Like, okay, after okay. Spaceship music, so, like, I was just like, yeah, I need to, like, I need to I need to do this. So, yeah, definitely, that was my last one. For sure. Well, you know, that's kind of, like, when you know that Psychedelic worked. Like, I've kind of felt like that, too. Like, I feel like I don't really like i don't don't have like a strong desire to trip again like i feel like it's kind of done its job i've you know discovered things about myself and that's how it's been helpful that's how i feel about a lot of things that i do except like except for smoking weed but like yeah that yeah that's not (laughs) (laughs) that's what i always Uh, tell my like like you know i was never i was never a drinker but like i had my party phase but like i was like it was like it lasted like maybe two and a half three years like i'd be going to bars and doing stuff and i was just like okay this is dumb like i don't like know why anyone keeps doing this <laughs> it just like blew my mind and then like i was like okay like i have phases like that with things there are a lot of things that i, I was thinking about on the way up here actually um i was just having one of those personal like deep thoughts on the you know you're looking at the highway and you're just like mm. <laughs> uh, i was just like thinking i'm like man like i just don't care about a lot of things anymore that i thought were gonna matter like, or I thought mm. was going to be like, that's what's going to be important. Like, me being able to go out and do this or, like, blah, blah. It's like, once I found out who I was as a person and stuff like that, like, a lot of things that I found people, like, having the urge to want to do all the time from doing, you know, microdosing or whatever into drinking. And I was just like, nah. Like, that's just how I, I think, honestly, I could probably, I could, I could probably live in a log cabin with as long as i could make sure my food was good and i'm not gonna lie i probably couldn't live without internet <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta get these, i gotta get these beats out there um but send it in cassette tape i gotta do these live no, no one even does cds anymore like i wish i could still do cds like for people i don't have a cd player i'm like what how do you not have a cd player everything but it's crazy because like one of my laptops actually I didn't know I just found out yesterday it doesn't have a CD player. <laughs> yeah, they don't even make shit with like I got a big old PC and they like doesn't even have it. Like come like, on, man. but no, nah, I just you know like it's just one of those things where I you know I know people who like but I gotta have, like okay I gotta have coffee like but there mm. are people who are like nah I'm cool on coffee or I switched to tea and I'm like what why would you do that I switched to tea but like. I gotta have coffee. It's one of those things where I'm like, I have the urge to like drink mm. coffee, like that thing. Like that's about it, for the most part. Like I'm a pretty strong will person, so yeah. Once I realize that I'm cool on something, I'm usually just like done, and people just look at me like, how? Yeah. Ultimately, it's about being smart and keeping it in check. Mm-hmm. You know, being you know, because I I drink on occasion, and yeah, you know, it's just it's just about being conscious about how much am I having, how you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What am I doing? Yeah. It's That's what fun. I tell people too. Like, like, oh, let's go out and have a beer. I'm like, all right, I can have a beer. I'll say a beer or two. Like, I've literally, that's what I say now because I'm just like, after, I mean, look at me. Like, I'm a buck 50 soaking wet. Two beers, like, and they're, most beers are like, you know, between five and eight. <laughs> I'm drinking two of those things. Like, I'm cool. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm cruising. Like, I don't need any more than that. And then, like, people, 
you know, everyone's like, take a shot, new shots. And it's just like, okay, it's like, when I think about that immediately when someone says, like, hey, let's go out and have a drink. I'm like, I'm going to run into someone. They're like, hey, yo, I haven't seen you in a long time. Let's have a shot. I've already had a beer. Bro, like, no. Like, okay, I'll go out for one beer. And by the time we get there and have that one beer or two beer, I've had my limit, and then it's time to go. And that's, mm. yeah, for me, I learned how to play that game. <laughs> See, I, I, I still I struggle with that. Like, I was just at a, um, a concert, like, a month ago, and I had too much to drink like i i get like socially anxious and like i like i get just like you know like with this with the water like i do that with alcohol and that's a terrible fucking combination <laughs> Man, see, for me it's the feeling for me i don't like being i don't like feeling drunk i don't like the hmm. feeling of being drunk at all i don't like the feeling of not being able to control any of my bodily movements functions my thoughts hmm. like i don't if i can't it's gonna sound people like he just likes to be in control of everything <laughs> like, but if I, I like to control myself and my actions so that I know that well, I'm in control of my actions for sure. If someone does something wrong to me, it's because they're ill willed, not me. So like for me, like I know how I am when I get intoxicated. I know like for some odd reason, my hearing seems to go up like i can hear things from miles away and i hmm. think people are trying to fight me all the time like or i want to run around in circles and do silly stuff when i get intoxicated and you know hmm. not every, you know not everybody's into that so <laughs> i you know for me i'm just like okay well i think i know my limit with alcohol and that's how i'm cool with it plus for me it's a natural depressant in my in yeah. my in my in my stance it's just puts you it makes you think about things you probably shouldn't be thinking about anyway that's true yeah, it's definitely a slippery, uh, a slippery slope. It can be a slippery slope. I definitely don't like, I don't know, like there's definitely like an amount of like socially acceptable alcoholism in society, you know? Yeah. Like people condemn like, you know, what we're talking about, acid or marijuana, but <laughs> they're like, oh, hey, let's go to the bar and get shit face. You know what? I, I've talked to several different people who have been addicted to like hard drugs, like heroin and meth. And like every time they said the worst thing that they ever put in their body was alcohol. That was the one that like got them the most fucked up when they made the most des- like the worst decisions and like their life was ruined the most. Getting into the thing alcohol. that they were doing, yeah, like, that exactly. Got them even further, no, like they, that's the fucking gateway drug. That is no, alcohol. seriously. People were like, oh, alcohol or like co- or al- coffee, and even blame coffee for this. Like, <laughs> I'm just like, no, like man, look, I never. There's only I only have thoughts outside of my well being is if I'm like in a depressive drinking state like when I was younger and like I know because I don't drink nearly as much as the few years that I did drink heavier and my thought patterns are completely different because my mind is so much more clear Mm. and not clouded by you know a a natural depressant like so for me like even when I stopped smoking cigarettes like I Mm, good for you oh dude like I I mean I didn't smoke that long but I smoked for four years but my body like my body was like dude you're you have asthma and you will die if you keep smoking and trying to play basketball after nights of drinking and things like that. Like it was all that stuff, the drinking and the smoking cigarettes. I stopped like doing that. Like, but when I was 27, I just like, was like, okay, I'm, I'm done. Like, cause I got sick one day after I gave him basketball. Like we had just went out the night before, you know what I mean? And I, and I did things and then I went and played basketball and then, Went and had McDonald's after that and smoked a cigarette. And literally, like, the minute I sat down on the couch, I got sick. Like, it just, mm. like, vomited. Okay, yeah. 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 And I was just like, I just thought, I was like, what could I have done? I, what is it that I'm, I don't normally do on a daily basis? Like, and I'm just like, wait, like, I got to stop living this lifestyle. This is, like, bad. Like, and I wasn't, a, I wasn't a heavy drinker. Like, I never got super drunk. I didn't drink a lot, but I was going out more yeah. than I, 
it wasn't something that I was doing since I was a teenager. I was afraid of my mom. So there was a lot of things that I didn't do, you know, without my mom. No, like <laughs> I was very like, I was very cautious about the things that yeah. I was smart. Let's just say I was smart. I didn't, I didn't, I'm not going to say that I was innocent, but I was smart. Like I was a smart kid. Like I didn't, I was smart about that. So I wasn't doing all the things my friends were doing by the time they were like 15, 16 and, you know, still getting into all the stuff. Like it was just crazy to me. Like that was insane to me. Hmm. So yeah. Um, I don't, yeah, I don't like being drunk. I don't like that. I don't like doing that. It just makes me feel weird. So makes you do things that you don't want to do. I got into smoking cigarettes and stuff like that. And yeah. Hanging around people that didn't really care about me. Just doing a bunch of stuff with the alcohol stuff that came with it. And then once I stopped going out to bars and doing all that drinking like that, the people who really cared about me were actually around me. And the people who wanted me just to go out and drink, just to have that energy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Kind of faded off. So that was one of the things that taught me a lesson about it, too. So. Bar friends are the worst friends, by far. <laughs> you know, I, gosh. I don't want to say that bar friends are the worst friends because I've met some, <laughs> I got some really cool homies who, like, are oh, dope good. and were bartenders and are dope as fuck um, and are friends. I still call good friends. People that I used to go to the bar, fr- bar with that are, are still good friends, good people, you know, doing good things. It's just, I, I don't see them at the same bar. I don't see them out drinking either. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Um, I think some of us did learn, but you're right. There are some friends who are they yeah. bar friends or whatever you want to call them. You're, you're yeah. you know, your right hand men who aren't always your right hand men. And at the end of the day, like sometimes they, sometimes you wake yeah. up and you want to change, and they don't want to wake up and change. And then you, you, you know, you got that bridge. I'll buy you. I'll buy you another drink. Nah, mm-hmm. bro. Come on, bro. I got you. Come on, bro. I got you. Don't even worry about it. I got you, bro. <laughs> Come to rock bottom with me. <laughs> right. Like no, I'm, I'm cool. I'm cool on that, bro. I'm cool in the free pass around battle. Uh, like, I'm still trying to cling on to like staying on this one ledge right here. You trying to bring me down with you? Like, come on, man. <laughs> so I want to get back into the music really quick. Okay. Because you were just um I think you I just saw that you posted you have a um mistake oh, Jesus Christ. Mistaken me if I'm wrong, but you just have a deal had something with Sony or a deal with Sony. Yeah, so um someone contacted me from um from there and they put a proposal out, but me and uh, my manager and we have someone that we know uh, who looked into the proposal. And as of right now, we're going to leave the proposal on the table and make a business decision on what we're going to do as far as that goes. Okay. So, um, no, it's a good look. It's it's dope, like whatever. But it was, like I said, with the last record deal that I had in 2015, you know, there, there comes things that you have to make sure you're legit about. Things mm. are cool. Um, and so as of right now, like this proposal with that, they threw at the table, um, the way it's looking, it might not be something that I want. So as of right now, it's like, you know, we're kind of just, I'm kind of one of those things where I'm just kind of like looking at it, you know? So, yeah, it's, like I said, it's, it's one of those things where you're just like, it's, you know, a lot of people, uh, people who do know, if you pay attention, like, you know, like there's a lot of people who come at you with a bunch of crazy stuff sometimes and like you get super excited about things and like it's a chance to like you know fix financial problems or whatever it is and you might want to jump the gun and all this stuff but you know what i mean sometimes like you got to be smart and make Mm -hmm. the better decision and not make the moves that just because you're like oh i might be able to do this and do that and it's just like well it's not really worth what you know they're you know what yeah what they offer so yeah like, why are you really doing it you know are you doing it for a payout or are you doing it to i mean if that was the case i would have went for you know 
I would have tried anything to try and get the last deal in 2015. <laughs> yeah. I'd be in France, like, broke, like, trying to, like, you know what I mean? Prove to them oh, that, damn. like, yeah, like, trying to prove to them that I could, st- I was worth being an artist and a producer for them. Because um, the contract with them was really legit. <clears throat> but, like I said, with these things, like, you know, I just jumped the gun and made, it was it was an exciting announcement and, like, uh, just jumped the gun and, like, like I said, I had to make a post on Facebook after that and just, like, let everyone know, like, it's still, you know, a decision to be made as far as, like, what we're looking at and stuff like that. And I just left it at that because still as of right now, it's just, like, you know, it's kind of balls in my court, but I have to make the, the smart decision. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense, man. I mean, you know, it's kind of an interesting thought, like, like how not not to like you know that's a great that's great that you got that deal but like I I I also wonder like how much you know how much relevance do those you know record labels really have in this day and age like how you know for, I mean they have relevance in the sense of promo and stuff I guess but well, like they yeah, do know, and they and don't resources um, what I've learned is like I I okay so it's nice to have a label look at you from that standpoint yeah, because there are yeah, things that they true. can do for you that you can't do independently if you're fresh excuse me. But at the same time, in the day of age of being an independent artist um, and being in control of everything that you have and you own, it, to me, which is very important, um, I want to own everything that I have. I don't want to give it up to someone just for a little bit of money and, like, you know, sign my soul to a contract. Because um, that's what, you know, especially – I. it's one of those things where, like, I've watched so many things now on this culture of, like, contracts and stuff that I'm just, like – it's always, like – you know, you don't need, you don't, you think you need this, but really you don't like, you can do this, you know, on your own. You just gotta, you know, find a way to get in there your way and have some leverage without them giving you, um, some bull crap and like you just taking the offer or whatever it is just because, um, so with this day and age, I, they're relevant, but they're not like, I mean, all my music is released through DistroKid mm-hmm. and they're pushing, to me to have things like an official YouTube artist page, things that like you get through labels, they push for stuff like that. As long as you're doing numbers and stuff like that. And you're, I mean, like, you know, you're someone you're, you're doing your work. Like, I don't know too many artists locally right now. Like in my case, like as a beat maker, I have a curated playlist by Spotify. Yeah. Some A&R. I saw that. That was impressive. Yeah. Someone in a, someone at Spotify thought my music was good enough to create a whole playlist and like put that out there, which helps a lot because it puts you in, you know, other, other, other playlist categories for Spotify algorithms. There's a lot of reasons why they do that, especially if they, you know, if they think your music's good. So, um, it's, um, it's to me, like I said, it's one of those things where like, am, do I, if things do or don't work out it's always for me i'm always like i'm still the same like it's relevant for me for to, to have a label because there's things they can do and like yeah they probably can front me a little bit of cash and like i might be able to think which for me like i'm like well i was i was thinking i was like i w- would probably not take it because i've been doing <laughs> i've been doing fine without a lot yeah, of money yeah so it's like if I, I can do everything myself so it's like i have leverage to be like okay no i don't want mm-hmm. that like i can do all this myself I can do this. I, I, you know, I can, I have friends who can do this. Like I can bring them onto my team, people that, you know, so there's a lot of things that you can, you take into effect. Like you can, you, like I said, you can build your own team up. You don't have to have a label. It's nice. If you might need a label, some artists do need labels. Some artists do need that backing of a label to put them in a spotlight and they're able to, 
you know, for that. I, for me, like, I don't need a label. It would be nice. It's nice to have labels look at you and, like, you know, want to, like, you want that. Like, it puts you in places that you can get, like, work with people you can't, like, you only hope to. That's harder when you're independent. But at the same time, like, I think with that showing face, being looked at and staying independent says a lot for itself. Yeah. Thing, things are moving in that direction. Things yeah. are moving differently. Yeah. For sure. Um, shit, man. That's all I really had for today in terms of uh, notes. Um, I think this might be a good place to wrap it up. Do you have anything you want to mention before Yo, we... wrap it up. <laughs> Get the fuck <laughs> out of here. Yo, B, you see this? <laughs> wrap it up. <laughs> all right, goodbye. <laughs> um, no, uh, do you have anything you want to mention before we... Um, wrap it up here yeah so uh just in case anyone was wondering i know some people have been wondering why i've been posting some music to youtube um i just actually released a beat tape called power cosmic uh it's only Mm. on it's only on youtube just four beats um they're all individually titled right now i haven't put them in the playlist but as of right now it's only on youtube so you can uh go to my profile on instagram uh k1ng s-u-p-r three and three and you can listen to that. There's a link in my bio on YouTube. Check out some other stuff. Um, I do have like eight B tapes right now out on um, all streaming platforms. So you can check those out too. Jump Drive is my latest. I will be releasing two more projects in August on my birthday, um, which is uh, the 20th. Hmm. Um, so be looking out for those. That's about it. Working hard, man. I like it. Dude, I'm tr- man. I, there's more coming. I just like I don't want to put anything else out there because you know it's got people. Got I'm working with other people too, so you know. Ah, uh, yeah. You know, I, I gotta, can't, can't put too much out there. <laughs> as far as me goes, I yeah. If anyone who knows me knows I stay in my studio. Like that's I'm always trying to think of like you know how can I you know progress my sound but not progress it too much to where it's. You know, no one's gonna like it, but also like, what can I deliver that's gonna keep people interested? You know, you cool. know what can I give people that's gonna, you know, be able to clean their house, <laughs> drive their car, study, work out? Which a lot of people, that's what they do to my music. Yeah. Um. So also, if anyone's look, looking for music that you can study or just like chill out to, and not just straight up, you know, the lo-fi YouTube ready or whatever, you can go check out my stuff too, because a lot of my friends said it helps them with studying and creating. Hmm. So. Interesting. Yeah, I'll. T- I I just listened to the one last album. I have to go back and listen to more of your stuff, man. Man, just let me know. Uh, I'll send. I'll go ahead and I'll send you a. I'll send you a Google Drive link. I'll oh, link you tight. to some stuff. You can get. You can get access to the physical. <laughs> Perks of the podcast, <laughs> baby. Um, shout out your. What, what's your Instagram? You got TikTok. What, what's all that? Um, everything's King Supreme. So it's spelled. Uh, yeah, go ahead. No, it's a uh, Instagram. Uh, King Supreme. It's K one N G S U P R three M three. Um streaming you have to type it in because if you try to say king supreme it won't it'll say we can't find that artist i found out you have to say like k1ng super three three and three or something like that it makes you sound like a real code so uh all streaming platforms like my instagram facebook all that stuff um just pop that in there that k1ng su and that usually that usually pulls it up pops Um, up pretty quick yeah it pops up pretty quick so you guys want to listen to my music follow me um i'm trying to post more content to my facebook page and my instagram like more videos and things like that more scratch videos because like i said i i do dj like i i love doing that it's the reason why i started making beats in the first place is to be able to like do scratches over them and stuff like that so 
Um, I'll definitely be doing more content on, on those social medias. Hell yeah. Looking forward to it, man. Hey, it's been a pleasure. Been a pleasure um, man. Stay tuned, everybody. Next week, we're going to have Sterling, yeah, Sterling Banks on the podcast. She's okay. a rapper from the Waterloo area. Okay. Me. I have to check um, her out. Also, I'm going to shamelessly promote right now. I just put out a new EP. Um, it's called Lost in the City. My name is McCreed. I'll put the link. I think the link actually is below in the description. Everybody go check that out. I've been working with a bunch of homies in the area of doing that. So, it's been a fun time. Yeah, go check that out. I actually listened to it. It's really good. So thank you, man. I'm, gl- I'm glad people are listening. Enjoy. No, it was dope, man. Like I said, it was dope music. Like <laughs> I would have told you if it was like bad. Like <laughs> I would have been like, oh, I don't like it. Like it's bad. Well, hey, no, you, you wouldn't have been the first person to tell me that. So. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is being a rapper, though. Hey, you put man, out some. Bro, you put hey, out some shit, bro. I've been there before. Trust me. I. But you always gotta remember too, though. Your music's. All like and look, no one's heard. Not everybody's heard your music, so I was gonna be the first yeah. time someone hears it when they're new. So yeah. someone else might find it different. You know, it's just exactly. I found some people coming back to listen to myself. Like, man, I've been listening to your stuff lately. Like, I didn't know. I'm like, dude, I, I showed you that album like three years ago. Like, I sh- <laughs> you sat in my attic with me and listened to that, and you did not care for it. And now you're like, I love your beats. So <laughs> it, hey, man, it happens. Bro. Your music ages like a fine wine. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's sexy. I might, I might have to steal that from you. <laughs> I won't take any copyright. Serious, man. Oh, Serious. man. King Supreme, it's been a pleasure, man. It's been a pleasure, man. Drive safe. Have a good night, everybody. Peace. Thank you, everybody, for tuning into today's episode with King Supreme. Um, it was a hell of a time. I like that we get, you know, had a chance to talk about psychedelics there for a little bit because I feel like um, I don't always get to do that. So I was like, done into that. Um, stay tuned. We are going to have Sterling Banks on the podcast. She is a local female hip hop artist. Um, I'm really interested to see how uh, that, you know, that perspective of uh, what she does. Um, you know, as a, I don't think we've had, we have not had a female, you know, artist on the show before. Uh, female artist, let alone female rapper. So it'd be interesting to hear that perspective. Um, besides that. Uh, until then, hope you guys all have a good night. Are chilling, smoking, drinking, doing whatever. And we'll see you next week. All right. Peace out. <laughs>